This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kelms. With me is Heim Goodman-Strauss. How are you? Doing great. How about you? Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well. I have always liked you, but today you have brought in candy. And we'll get to that in a minute. We sure will. First, you wanted to ask a question about the new year. Right. So on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. not on the radio yet, I've posed a puzzle. What is an interesting numerical fact about 2012? Just for to put it in context, 2011 was a fascinating year numerically. It was the 2011 was the sum of 11 consecutive primes ending in 211. Isn't that cool? Wait, what now? It was the number 2. 2011 is the sum of 11 consecutive primes. Starting with? Uh, I'm, I think 157, <laughs> ending in 211. Uh, okay. That, cool? that is very cool. And so, so, I, so 2012 has? Well, that's a, that's a little bit of a contest. So okay. we've gotten a few suggestions already. If uh, people want to send in their ideas to mathfactor at uark.edu or through the website mathfactor.uark.edu. Here's sort of one sort of lame at least to set the bar okay. for lameness, is that 2012 is the product of 4 and 503. 503 happens to be prime. 503 has a neat property, which is that it's the first uh, four primes, 2, 3, 5, and 7, when you cube them and add that all together. So 2 cubed plus right. 3, three cubed, cubed plus 5 cubed plus 7 cubed equals. is 503, mm-hmm. which is one of the factors of... Yeah, well, all right. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. People can do better. We, we, we should talk that we have two kind of audiences with these segments. Yeah, because we do. Because the podcast, while it does have a general audience, which I would include, like me, mm-hmm. there are people who are v- mathematicians and very much interested in math. Mm-hmm. When we're on the radio, it's generally a general audience. So mm-hmm. let me ask this. Will people like me, the generalists, be able to come up with what is fascinating about 2012? I don't know what the answer is, so... <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <When> okay. Somebody... <laughs> oh, so you're not asking... You, you don't know... This is an open-ended question? This is question? a contest, yeah. Oh, what is... And, so what you're saying is what is the most interesting fact about the number 2012? That somebody can come up with. And, okay. and for their trouble, there will be a math factor prize. All right. Math fund sent in the mail. Okay. To your I see. So there's no... Right now there is no one single correct answer. Never. Okay. I don't like single correct answers. Okay. So far. Right. Can we talk about M&Ms yet? Yes. Okay. Okay. So as listeners know, we have been talking about uh, heating and cooling, in particular this problem about the coffee. Right. If it makes sense, if you have uh, coffee and cream, mm-hmm. if uh, overall, if you leave it unmixed and come mm-hmm. back 30 minutes later and then mix it. Right. Versus mixing it and then coming back 30 minutes later. Will that make any difference at all? Which would be – which will have stayed warmer? Right. If you've put the cream in and walked away or if you didn't put the cream in right. and walked away? And this was really kind of a perplexing uh, problem. It raised a lot of issues on the uh, on the website, which was great to see. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe we should just talk about heating and cooling in general. So Let's I brought do in, that. Um, I used to have a big sack of red M&Ms and a big sack of blue M&Ms. I've got the blue M&Ms here. What happened to the red ones? Well, uh, you know, my colleagues that don't make coffee – apparently ate all the red ones and didn't tell me about it. <laughs> I, I have these M&Ms for just this purpose, for okay. demonstrating heat. So okay. here we have a – this is a little different than I described on the podcast, but it amounts to the same thing. Here we have a big 
you've, pile. You've put out roughly, I don't know, 40 blue M&Ms on my okay. desk. Let's suppose that's an infinite number of – that's all the name. Because if I need more, I'll just get them out of the uh, – Okay. Now, here's, so, here's now this is straight out of the bag. Yeah, and there's some blue M&Ms mixed in. I'm just going to set those aside because okay. they're going to be confusing. Just throw them into the other pile. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we have what we're pretending is a big pile of red M&Ms. Okay. So these that are not blue on my desk – that have just come out of the bag that you might have mm-hmm. purchased at any store. These are the non-blue M&Ms. They're red. They're all red. Okay. They, they, we're going to imagine that they're all red. Gotcha. The raised, listeners can't even tell. That's so. right. They're all red. What okay. am I talking about? Now, we can imagine that, that this pile of blue M&Ms is sort of, you know, the amb- is like atoms or whatever at the ambient temperature. It represents heat. Okay. And this is sort of the ground. This is like whatever the room temperature is. Blue is stuff at the normal temperature. Room temperature. Right. These are room temperature. And then these, are, these red ones are somehow hotter. The next time you eat some red M&Ms, think of them as heat corpuscles. And now here's the game. Every time we just pick a, say it's the same number, let's say five mm-hmm. M&Ms from the red pile, mm-hmm. or from this original pile, and we replace it with five blue M&Ms. Okay. And we just set these aside. We don't worry about that. So the red ones are gone, yeah. and now there are five blue among the rest of the red. Now we mix them up. Mm-hmm. We pick five at random. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's we are unlucky and get a bunch of blues or maybe not well you've got four reds and one blue okay and you replace those with with i set those aside put more blues in okay and i do keep doing that i mix up the original pile mm-hmm. i grab five at random just worked out to be again f- you know pretty much four, four and one four and one but so so what's happening here in. is we're taking out four or five of the hotter ones and replacing them with five of right. the room temperature. But, you know, you'll see that the proportion of blues is slowly going up, right? Right. And so the question is, okay, as a, as over time, how many red M&Ms are left in this original pile? Eventually there will be none. Eventually none, but you'll see what rate it actually happens. So let's do it sort of more simply. Suppose that I took half the pile away and replaced it with half. Then mm-hmm. after one moment, I'd have half red and half blue. Okay. Now I take half of those away and replace them with blue. Now you see I'd only have a quarter red and a three-quarters blue. Right. Right. Now I do that again. Each time I'll have half of the reds remaining that I had before. That's exactly the way cooling works. Cooling, you see, the more reds I have, the faster the rate of cooling the, because there's more stuff to get rid of. Oh. It's precisely what Newton's law of cooling says, that the rate of cooling – is proportional to how much stuff is left to get rid of. So once I get to almost all blues, you see, now the rate of cooling is very, very slow because... More and more blue room temperature M&Ms are coming in. Yeah, right. So so let me ask what might be a simple question, or a question from a simpleton. When you're talking (laughs) about... Either way. (laughs) (laughs) When you're talking about more stuff to cool, do you mean a bigger cup of hot coffee or hotter Mm. coffee? I mean, um, a higher proportion of red M&Ms is what I meant in, right. in that moment. So let's say we have – I think I'm onto something here. Let's say we have two cups of coffee that are the same size. The one in my left hand just came out of the, the microwave, yeah. and it is steaming hot. That's right. The one in my right hand has been out of the microwave for a couple of minutes. The rate of cooling, but they're the same size. The rate of cooling is right now faster on the steaming hot. That's exactly right. Because there's more hot property to cool. Bingo. That's it. That's exactly it. But let me point out that even though the hot one is cooling faster, it's still Mm -hmm. hotter. Right. Right. And will always be until they both hit room temperature. That's exactly right. There you go. Now you understand thermodynamics. And that is Newton's? Newton's law of cooling. Now, this also explains at least um, maybe one possible way to look at the... um, 
the coffee and cream problem. I'm not really sure. Okay. But um, suppose that I have, you know, a bigger pile of M&Ms, but I'm still only allowed to take out the same number mm-hmm. per moment of time. You see that how fast the number is dropping depends on what proportion I'm taking. Like if I'm taking five out from mm-hmm. a small pile, it's going to drop very quickly. If I take five out from a great big pile, it'll drop rather slowly, right? Right. But – what is the what is analogous to taking five out or versus ten or fifteen? Well, that's just sort of the surface area. It's the amount of contact that or the place that you can exchange M and M's. Say the surface area of the coffee with the ambient temperature. If you right. have a lot of surface area, you can switch out lots of M and M's very quickly. Right. If you have only a little bit of surface area, you can't. Let's take a moment to talk about the difference between heat and temperature. In our pile of red and blue M and M's, the total amount of heat energy is sort of represented by the total number of red M&Ms, whereas the temperature is represented by the percentage or proportion of red M&Ms to the whole. From what we've been discussing, it's clear that the rate at which heat is leaving the pile is proportional to both the temperature, that is to say how many, what percentage of red M&Ms there are to draw from, and then how big our handfuls are, that is to say roughly how much surface area there is for heat M&Ms to escape. On the other hand, the rate at which the temperature is falling, the percentage of M&Ms is falling, is proportional both to the temperature at the moment, the size of our handfuls, but also the size, it's inversely proportional to the size of the pile. That is to say, the rate at which the temperature is falling is proportional to the surface area, proportional to the difference in temperature from ambient, the ambient temperature, and inversely proportional to the size of the pile, that is to say, the mass of the body that's cooling. From this, we can derive the coffee and cream equations, and I think we'll do that on the website. Okay, well, this has been fascinating so far. We've had an open-ended question about what might or might not be fascinating about 2012, the number mm-hmm. 2012. We've M&Ms demonstrating how cooling works. Anything else? This well, I do have one more. Oh, you have a puzzle, I hope? I do have a puzzle. Okay. And it's actually about mixing. Okay. So this puzzle is due to Raymond Smolian, who I haven't mentioned enough. He's a fantastic uh, puzzler and logician. So we have a 10-ounce flask of water mm-hmm. and a 10-ounce flask of wine. Okay. Now, I've got a 3-ounce scoop. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I scoop out 3 ounces of liquid from either flask. Right. Dump it in the other flask. Scoop out 3 ounces of liquid from the other flask and move it back. Okay. Stirring at every step just to make sure everything's all mixed up. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is there any possible way to do this, any sequence at all, so that you have at some point a 50-50 mixture of water and wine? Okay. So the first step, I've taken, let's say, I've taken three ounces of water. Mm-hmm. Then I put it into the 10 ounces of wine, mm-hmm. So for, and then I stir. And so then, for a moment, I have 13 ounces of liquid over mm-hmm. here. Then I take three ounces out of that mixture and put it back with the seven ounces of pure water, yep. and now I've got it. And so is there any way that I eventually have 50% wine in this one and 50% wine in this one? That's right. Great little puzzle. I like that. Okay. Thanks, Kyle. See you next week. You betcha. And um, people, don't forget to send in your contest ideas, questions, comments, anything else to mathfactor at uark.edu or on the website mathfactor.uark.edu. And how long do people have to tell us what's significant about 2012? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll just Let's keep it going. And, okay. Maybe a week or two. Till, oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. See you later.